This is a WVU student media podcast. Hello, my name is Sydney Wentz, and welcome back to Mondays in Morgantown. This week, we will take a look at WVU's return to on-campus classes, the completed hillside stabilization, a canceled polling place, updates on last week's stories, and what it feels like to be in quarantine and isolation on campus. First up, WVU will resume in-person classes today for the first time since the university shut down on September 8th. WVU plans to continue testing students who show symptoms and those who might be at risk. Next, WVU and the West Virginia Department of Highways recently completed the construction of a hillside remediation project along the Monongahela Boulevard. This project began after a large boulder fell from the cliff above the roadway and struck a vehicle and a PRT cart. $2.9 million in funding for the project was approved by the WVU Board of Governors in June. The project involved the stabilization of a 400-foot sandstone bed and the installation of a 1,600-foot barrier fence. Lawsuits were filed last month by occupants of the vehicle and the PRT cart that were struck. The lawsuit claims the WVU Board of Governors knew previously about the dangers posed by the unstable hillside but neglected to stabilize it. In an update to a story the DA published back in January, WVU has canceled its plans to have live polling locations on campus on Election Day. Instead, sophomore Hunter Hardway and the Center for Service and Learning are launching a campaign to make sure students are registered to vote. The campaign will run through West Virginia's voter registration deadline on October 13th. Marketing material is distributed throughout residence halls, offering a QR code that links to TurboVote.org, which helps people register to vote and gives more information on the various processes to follow depending on how one plans to vote. The site also allows you to sign up for reminders of specific dates surrounding the election. Now for a short ad break. Looking to satisfy your election knowledge? Check out the Daily Athenaeum's latest mini-series, 18 to 24. Each week, you'll join me, Abby Smith, podcast editor extraordinaire and self-proclaimed politics junkie, as we cover the election from sea to shining sea. We'll cover topics like registering to vote, voting by mail, candidates, and we'll speak to some experts and students along the way. New episodes will be released every Tuesday from September 8th to November 10th. To listen, go to the daonline.com slash deep dives or subscribe to DA Deep Dives wherever you listen to podcasts. Now for an update on a story we covered last week. In response to the petition to waive diploma reprint costs for TransPlus alumni, WVU announced that they will change the cost of the reprint from $75 to $25. In addition to this change, WVU is allowing undergraduate students to change their name on their diploma to their preferred name with no documentation required. Rob Livinggood, a WVU law graduate and author of the petition, believes that the response from the college is a big win for everybody involved. He said that this is an opportunity for WVU to set a new precedent as well as bring a new sense of pride to being a mountaineer. For our final story this morning, students do not have great things to say about being in quarantine and isolation on campus. Podcast editor Abby Smith called up freshman Aiden Emanuel so that he could talk a little bit more about his experience in isolation for the podcast. If you picked up last week's print version of the Daily Athenaeum, you might have noticed our cover story. It was titled, It Was Prison, Students Experience Life in Quarantine and Isolation on Campus. The story mainly interviewed Aidan Emanuel, a freshman global supply chain major. 
Aiden describes his story in detail to me. First, starting with how he got diagnosed. My friend got a um, COVID and he got moved into Arnold and, you know, I was talking to my mom and I told her about, you know, how he got sent there and, you know, to quarantine dorm and she's just like, all right, well, I was wondering if she wanted me to get tested and I went and I decided to get tested and I went to a um, private med express just down the road over by the Marriott Hotel and then two days later, Monday morning, I got a uh, call from them being like, hey, you have COVID, be careful. And I'm like, all right, thank you. I then told my parents and then I had to inform the university, but since it was a holiday, um, it was very hard to get a hold of anyone in student health. So I did have end up telling my RA and then she helped by um, informing the head RA and kind of getting me into the system because I technically wasn't in the system because I got it privately done. For those who don't know the holiday Aiden was referring to, he received his positive test result on September 7th, which was Labor Day. I asked Aiden how long it took him to get moved to Arnold and what that moving process was really like. So typically when someone's um, test positive, they are moved in, you know, within like the next five hours. But with my case, since it was, you know, just different, I, um, I, I packed my bag that Monday knowing I was going to Arnold and I didn't get sent until Tuesday because there was a miscommunication and a lossage of my number. This proved slightly problematic in Aiden's case because he had a roommate. Yeah, I mean, every time my roommate was in my room, I threw my mask on and he tried staying out as best as possible because he didn't want to get COVID. I mean, I was alone for basically 95% of that day. I asked Aiden to describe for me what his day-to-day life was like while he was in quarantine, and he did not have positive reviews. So day-to-day typically would be I, uh, I woke up and, I, and thank God classes just got moved on to online. So I went on to my online class. I uh, was typically in my class when the first um, meal came out around 1 o'clock noon time. So I would go grab that meal. Um, food was terrible. Never ate it really. I kind of brought my own snacks, so I ate those or I door dashed food. Um, but I would just kind of do work, you know, not, there wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, the Wi-Fi was bad sometimes, but I did manage to, you know, be able to watch Netflix, go on YouTube, kind of be on my computer a lot. And, um, they did give us TVs, so that was nice that we could watch whatever they had you know, for the games especially, or sports. Um, but yeah, it was just good. And then dinner time came around. Again, bad food, so didn't really eat it. There was about two meals I ate. Other than that, eh. I asked Aiden if the people who were quarantined were allowed any time outdoors, and he had an interesting story to share with me about that. So they did have a little tented area where they, you know, people could go outside and just get some fresh air. I didn't really go because... About three of the days I was there, they kind of like closed it to us because of um, an incident that happened. These girls, what they did was they um, they heard of these other girls who were getting out and they stole their mobile Wi-Fi and their key to their room. And then they checked out at midnight as them. And the only way the, the um, Arnold found out was when the next day the girls said I didn't get a meal and they just checked out. And then they re- they had to go around looking at every- all these girls' IDs, finding the uh, finding who escaped basically. And then they went and the police arrested them with two charges, one of identity theft and two of breaking quarantine. Lastly, I asked Aiden how long he had to stay at Arnold and how it felt to be told that he could finally move out. Yeah, I was there for about eight days. So I was um, So from the Tuesday I got there to the next Wednesday, I was there. 
Um, and moving out, it was the best thing because you could just, you were, you left, you were out, you were free. You didn't have to go back there. It was just the greatest feeling ever. Before we got off the call, I asked Aiden if there was anything else he'd like to share. And he shared a very funny story that I could not resist sharing with all of you. Warning, you will hear me laughing in the back of this clip because it was too funny not to laugh at. Oh, something that did keep me and my friend busy. We did, you know, take fruit that they gave us that was kind of expired a little sometimes. And we chucked it at the wall and just watched it explode because that is our only entertainment. <laughs> like oranges, bananas, apples, anything we get our hands on. <laughs> he just threw it at the wall. I love that. Yeah, it was it was very funny. Real quick before I go, I'd just really like to thank Aiden for calling me and telling me about his experiences. If you'd like to read more on the print story, you can visit the daonline.com. That is all for this week, Mountaineers. Remember to stay safe wherever you might be right now, and we will see you next week for yet another Monday in Morgantown. This podcast was made possible in part by the amazing reporting of Gabriella Brown, Duncan Slade, Cole McClanahan, Danielle Reeves, and Crystal Check. If you'd like to read the full stories we covered and more, visit the daonline.com. Monday in Morgantown premieres weekly every Monday morning. To ensure you never miss an episode, visit thedaonline.com or subscribe to Mondays in Morgantown wherever you listen to podcasts.